Sweetie darlings, hello. It's Teeth and Burning Tarot. That was the sound of a wet washcloth being flopped over a phone. We are out in a very soggy kind of a day out here in Deschutes National Forest. We have slush falling out of the sky. We have um, wet ground and snowy patches everywhere. This is Burning Tarot, the podcast where we take a nature walk and draw a card. Today we're going to draw our New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and kind of New Year's Eve resolutions moving forward, blah, 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 card. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to have a shout out. Today's shout out comes from Mandy in Sisters, Oregon, which happens to be where I am. That's on the west coast of the USA, on the east side of the mountains. And Mandy would like all of you to know about the... Oh, now have I forgotten the name? (laughs) That wouldn't be so good. I'm out here in the woods. I don't have my notes with me. Um, Homeless Leadership Coalition. COHomeless.org. So that could stand for CentralOregonHomeless.org or CoalitionHomeless.org. If you are in this area, so Central Oregon, um, which includes Deschutes County, Crook County, Jefferson County, and uh, Warm, Warm Springs, which is a tribal Indian reservation. All of the above participate in cohomeless.org programming. And so this coalition enables people from all these different nonprofits and government groups, individuals, businesses, churches, lots of organizations are trying to address the crisis of houseless, unhoused, and or homelessness that we have in this region, which is very intense and the weather on this side of the mountains makes it so that people who are experiencing homelessness over here in central Oregon are having a heck of a lot harder time weather-wise like just surviving than the many unhoused folks over in the Willamette Valley Eugene Portland etc so uh, Mandy assures me and she's very involved with work around the houselessness situation. She assures me that this organization is doing good work and she wanted that to be her shout out over the Burning Tarot podcast. And so cohomeless.org. Go on over, see if you can help out. If you yourself are experiencing homelessness or you're having housing insecurity and you're in the Central Oregon region, you can look there for all these different resources, different folks they can connect you to. If you have resources that you want to share, such as money, volunteering, what have you, um, it's just a great hub. It's a great spot for people to come together and uh, for people to try to solve problems together. We're out here in the beautiful forest, and um, normally part of the podcast is that we get to walk and Listen to the birds and the quietude. 
and maybe some chittering squirrels. Today, however, you might hear whoever's got some kind of all-terrain vehicle out there roaring, roaring, roaring. Maybe that doesn't drive you crazy. Drives me nuts. Uh, we also have the sound of falling sleet. And it feels slash sounds pretty cool as it falls on my hood. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been wacky weather in Oregon. And uh, my family went over into the Willamette Valley for a very short holiday visit because the weather was so wacky that the normal visit got cut short. There were like ice storms and and we got a flat tire on Mount Hood and yeah, stuff like that. It was great fun. And it's lovely to be out here in the snowy, sleety Deschutes National Forest. This is where we usually do the podcast. So what is our card for this whole New Year thing? Um, some of you are probably more impressed by like the lunar calendar of Judaism and the Jewish New Year is meaning t- meaningful to you. For some of you, Chinese New Year will be more of a thing. For others, it's definitely about solstice. So many different ways that we can have calendars to mark the passage of time and to bring symbolic significance to various moments during the seasons. Lots of different ones, but our basic, you know, Roman calendar, Julian calendar, um, Saturnalia fest is New Year's Eve. Secular New Year's in America or wherever you happen to be listening from. Uh, So there's that pressure of New Year's Eve to, like, have a really good time and get really blotto. And that's kind of a Saturnalia leftover, I think. Um, But it's also a good time to get rid of something and open the door to something new. Even if we don't really celebrate New Year's so much, um, or some of us did party, partied hard for New Year's when we were younger and now we're kind of over it, um, there's still that feeling It's exciting to know that so many people at the same time are going to welcome in a new year and say toodaloo to an old one. For our journey, we have drawn the Eight of Cups. The Eight of Cups comes from the Golden Tarot, which is that cat black deck we often use, made up of paintings from like the Renaissance and stuff, very beautifully collaged together wonderful deck. So the Eight of Cups, uh, we'll see a full moon overhead. So it's nighttime. We've got a full moon. The moon has a face that looks a little grumpy or serious. There is a cave or perhaps could be a building or a tomb. And there are eight golden goblets in front of it. And then walking, walking away, there is a figure. And on this particular card, a pretty grumpy looking figure trudging off. Yeah, just like I'm trudging off through the snow here. The sleet, the snow, the murk. Um, And some other decks, this figure is cloaked and their face is hidden. So you just see sort of a romantic cloaked figure maybe holding a a stick like a staff, wandering off into the moonlit night. 
It's a mysterious card. The cups are emotion. They speak to our ancestry, our families, our relationships. They speak to our inner heart, our ability to have those emotions and to connect with our past and even the future. In the Eight of Cups, something is missing. Something has gone missing or has always been missing. And the figure in the card is now ready to do something about it. This isn't a kingly, big warrior kind of card where it's like, and now the guy with the bronze shield and the Excalibur sword is going off to slay his enemies and find the Holy Grail. Nope, it's just everyday schmo kind of guy, kind of person. Guy, gal, they, we don't know. And they've just got a small pack with them. And they're not entirely pleased to be taking this journey, but they know they need to. And so they wander off into the night. And that's what we need to do. The way that we do this wandering, uh, everybody's got their own methods. But basically, what we want to do is follow our emotions, our hearts, and our bodies. Our bodies are the emotional vehicle. They're the vehicle through which the emotions ride. And the spirit. So they'll tell us when we're going in the right direction. Not by making sure that we have big, happy emotions every time we're making the right turn, but just that we're having big, deep emotions. They do not have to be pleasant. (laughs) Alas. (laughs) So for some people, um, meditation, floating in the bath with a candle burning and some trippy music in the background taking a walk with no distraction from your phone. These are different places where we might get ourselves into a mind state and body state where we can follow into the dark. And it's a full moon. So on a night with a full moon, things look different. They really do look different from the daytime. So we're able to see different stuff. Um, In the forest outside of my home, normally in the daytime, summertime, you know, you, you see all the pine needles and the pine cones and the beautiful ponderosas. I'm going to put my hands on one right now. <sighs> and they're gorgeous and they help root me to the earth. When I go out at night, or even if I just stand on my porch and don't really go out among them, if there's snow on the ground and a moon is out, All those trees cast amazing stripes of shadow on the the moonlit snow. It is trippy and it is gorgeous. So wandering out into the night doesn't have to be a terrible thing, but it might be uncomfortable. Because it's nighttime, we are necessarily doing the work of, of we're trying to retrieve our missing, our missing grails. We're trying to get at some emotional work that maybe hasn't been left undone. We have to be brave to do this, but we don't have to be fancy 
We don't have to be a warrior or a king. The bravery is just kind of built into us. We may feel a little bit forced into this journey. Like, oh, God, do I really have to go walking in the snow with the moon? I'd really rather just stay here and drink a beer. Yeah, well, too bad. Our job with the Eight of Cups is to delve a little further into our emotions, particularly into our past or what we're passing on to the future. So if you have a literal family, um, and everybody does to some extent, so you might be doing work around that. You may be finding new information about something that you thought you already knew all about. So a lot of this journey has to be undertaken alone. Journaling is one way you can keep track of it, but I wouldn't overdo it on the verbalizing. Let some of it just be the feels. Feelings, memories, feelings. And then if you want to involve somebody else, I mean, you might get into some territory that feels threatening or confusing, and you might have a good friend and say, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about this difficult thing from my past or this mysterious thing. Can I talk to you about it? You might talk to a therapist. You might get a reading done. It is very good energy for getting a reading. I give readings. I'm sure there's people in your community who gives readings. Um, The combination of the new year and the eight of cups, really good time for that. Um, But a lot of it needs to be kind of vague in order to work. And um, you might not know that you've collected your grail until later. So it might be summertime before you kind of look back at your journal from January and you go, oh, I see where I was thinking about such and so. And I didn't know at the time that that was the beginning of a longer process of emotional work that really brought me somewhere cool. So some of what we're doing when we're wandering in the dark We're not just looking for the Holy Grail. We're just seeing what's there. We're appreciating the moon and the moonlight shadows cast on the snow. We're allowing ourselves to be in the darkness and be with our emotions, highly attuned to our bodies and emotions. That's really the goal here. They will tell us how to keep moving along. And it's fine if we don't recognize like, oh, the magic of this moment, the special thing I'm gaining that's going to really help me in my life is this particular nugget of goodness. It's fine if we don't recognize it right now. We'll figure it out later. Um, So some resolutions and intentions are best accomplished by um, setting out a path, a map, a list of rules telling them to everyone around us. Here's what I'm doing for my New Year's resolution. I'm taking 60 days to not drink. I'm doing a dry 60. I'm doing a dry January, February. That's a great thing. I encourage you to do that if you want. Our Eight of Cups wanderings aren't really going to map to that. With the Eight of Cups, we don't know where the hell we're going, so we can't really draw the map of it and post that on social media and have everybody hold us accountable. All we can do is recognize that it's a very good time to do this deeper, more mysterious emotional work 
and give ourselves a little room for that to happen. Give ourselves a little space and maybe tell a few close friends or a partner, all right, I'm doing some emotional, spiritual exploration now. And they might want to help us out with part of it. They might say, okay, if you need somebody to talk to, let me know. And you're like, oh yeah, thanks. But it might just be you. Um, I really like the Eight of Cups. Some readers don't. They focus on the sad parts of somebody doing something alone in the dark. Uh, But I find it quite inspiring. It brings up a natural courage and curiosity that a lot of us have. We have much stronger and more resilient emotional selves than maybe we always uh, tend to give ourselves credit for. And when the Eight of Cups pops up and says, Happy New Year, it's saying, we've got it. We've got what it takes to pick a few things about 2022 that we'd like to walk away from, at least for a while, so that we can walk forward into this soft darkness under the beautiful moon and make a new discovery for ourselves. I think that's a a really interesting way to start out 2023. So I would like to wish you all a very happy new year and happy New Year's Eve. May you have an interesting time with your Eight of Cups. There is a coupon that you can use if you want to buy a reading this week. And I'm out here in the forest Without my computer, I have no idea what the coupon code is. Uh, (laughs) So you can buy a reading now and not uh, not actually cash it in yet. Like you can use the coupon code, you get the discount, and then you can tell me in February, hey, I'm ready for my reading now. You can do it that way or get a gift card or whatever. Um, If you would like to get the discounted reading... You can sign up for my email list. That's at tiffanyleebrown.com. Or you can just drop me an email, burningtarot at gmail.com. And I will send you the discount code that I very inconveniently cannot remember just now. But if you want it, just um, get in touch and I'll make sure that you have access to that. And I think that coupon is set to expire on like January 6th, something like that. All right, dear friends, enjoy the snow or the sun, depends where you are. Enjoy the rain, enjoy the midnight wanderings. Much love to you from Tea and Burning Tarot.